Welcome to CCC Hardcore, where we are devoted to the idea of telling the stories of core members of the California Conservation Corps, because every core member has a story worth telling. The views discussed on this podcast represent those of the host and the guests, and do not necessarily represent the views of the California Conservation Corps. This week, we'll be hearing from core members on the Kings Canyon backcountry crew. But first, I wanted to tell you a little bit about a day in the life of a backcountry core member. You've already heard several core members comment that one of the things that they didn't expect was how structured their time was going to be back there. I'll give you a rundown of their day. Their day starts pretty early. Uh, it starts with the KP. One of the core members is assigned to assist the camp cook. KP is going to be up pretty early, 4.30, 4.45. Um, the KP has to get the fire going, has to put the coffee on, has to start boiling water uh, for everything else, has to prep and assisting the cook, getting stuff ready for breakfast, laying out the lunch stuff. Um, because when the core members get up, they're going to be starting not too much later than the KP. Before they eat breakfast, they need to make their own lunches. Uh, it's going to be a sack lunch, sandwiches, fruit, uh, chips, that sort of thing. And each core member has to assemble his or her own lunch, put it together in their in their sack that they're going to be taking to work. And then, they, then there's breakfast. After breakfast, the breakfast dishes need to be washed. That's a crew thing. Um, it's not just one person's job. Everybody in the camp is expected to pitch in with camp chores. Uh, so it's an ongoing thing every day. After breakfast, uh, there's usually a short crew meeting where they'll, or a supervisor will talk about what they expect to accomplish that day, hand out work assignments to the core members. And then there's usually a period of stretching, stretching out before you hit the trail. Uh, stretching out helps avoid injuries. Uh, and then there's going to be a hike to work. You know, you might have an hour commute to work in the backcountry, but that hour is spent hiking up a trail and not in a car. So you get to work, you work all day. Um, it's an eight-hour day. You get breaks, you get a morning break, afternoon break, you get a lunch. But then work is done, there's the commute back home. You're hiking back to work, you get into camp, and then there's more chores that need to be done. And the KP is doing a lot of it, but everybody is expected to pitch in to help keep camp clean and organized. Um, there's always something that needs to be done. So then you have a little bit of time where you can re relax a little bit when you get home. And then there's dinner. Then after dinner, the dishes need to be done. And... After the dishes are done, your day still isn't done because core member development is a big part of the program. And most evenings in the backcountry is going to have some sort of an evening program. Uh, might be talking about the local ecology. Might be talking about how to apply for a job with the National Park Service or the U.S. Forest Service. There could be all different kinds of things. And core members are expected to contribute to that too. Each core member has something that he or she is good at, and they'll teach a class on that. And that's every weekday, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, after you've been working hard all week and spending all that time with the, in the evening programs, you don't usually get to sit around camp and take it easy on the weekends. That's called being a camp slug in the backcountry, usually. And uh, we don't like to be camp slugs in the backcountry. Um, you've we figure you've already got 
you know, a five or 10 or 20 mile head start into the mountains. So core members are encouraged to get out of camp and go explore on the weekends. There's rules and guidelines for how to do that. Um, you have to have a minimum number of cormers with you. There's nothing solo, nothing solitary. Um, you can't, you can't do anything by yourself. And there's a reason for that. You know, back 20 years ago, the cormers got into trouble, uh, got you know, injuries happened, and it wasn't good. So now it is a policy. You can't go hiking by yourself. There's a minimum number of cormers that have to go. So you, your time is structured, and you are busy all the time that you were back there, from the end of April through September. It's pretty structured. Almost none of it is solitary. You are with your group, and you are with your crew. And uh, strong bonds develop when you're in a situation like that. And with that, we'll hear from the Kings Canyon crew. Your name is Nina? Anina. Nina, Nina. Uh, Wells. Wells. And what crew are you on? Uh, I'm on Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, how'd you find out about the program? Um, so it's kind of a strange incident. I was signed up to go to Nepal in the Peace Corps and I'd done all of my paperwork and then I went to Standing Rock mm-hmm. Reservation and there was okay. a protest there right. against the building of the pipeline. We all heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so I was there and I got a misdemeanor for just like sitting and singing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my visa for Nepal didn't go through. Wow. And so I kind of freaked out. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, what am I going to do? That's in line with my morals and yeah. values. And so I signed up for this. I also got accepted to maybe three other conservation corps, mm-hmm. but they all involved spiking, basically. So renting a place and right. living there. And I was like, this one involves living outside all the time. Right. So I'm How did you find that. out about it? Um, AmeriCorps. Okay. So um, did just, you get an email or did you, did you just happen to see an ad online? or? I actually was just looking up conservation courts on AmeriCorps. Okay. And I found it through there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you from? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. All right. Yeah, but I'm after this, I'm moving down to New Orleans. Okay, right on. Yeah. Um, so what was the most challenging thing for you about the summer? Honestly, um, I would say community living, but that one actually wasn't that hard. I thought it was going to be the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it was just the physical work. Oh, yeah. Um, I had to hike. I had the farthest site, so it was three miles there, three miles back every day, mm-hmm. 2,000 feet elevation climb during yeah. that so yeah it was pretty <laughs> intense every day just the hike to work um and then actually working was uh-huh. pretty pretty vigorous but you did it yeah <laughs> did it right on <laughs> uh you probably had some ideas coming in of what the season might be like i mean just mm-hmm. uh what was your biggest surprise my biggest surprise um I'd say the lack of connection to the outside world. It's oh, really? Very isolated. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm, I think it's good overall. Uh-huh. I get a little bit of news from friends sending me letters, and I was like, oh, God, this is just filling me with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so I was, while I was kind of news hungry, mm-hmm. whenever I would get the news, it, would just, I, it wouldn't result in anything. I would just be anxious, and yeah. I was like, actually, I don't I like this as much as I thought I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. So right on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you're going to New Orleans now when you're done. Yeah. Um, are you oh, a job down there? Yeah, I got a job while I was out here. Actually, my friend hooked me up with a pedicab job down there just for the Mardi Gras season. Okay. So all right, like bicycling <laughs> people around. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is there anything you like to say about your season? Um, 
So I thought a lot about the, the trees in the area mm -hmm. that we were working alongside. And a lot of them, like the ponderosa pine or the sequoia, they have to be engulfed in flames before they can drop their seed and uh, bloom into future generations. And I think that's a really beautiful message to take from the plants is mm -hmm. that sometimes you have to sacrifice things in order to gain things in the larger perspective. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Well, cool, thanks for chatting for me. So Ernesto, you were at Kings Canyon? Yeah. Um, what's your last name? Botello. Botello. Yeah. Okay. Um, what'd you, and we talked about this at breakfast. What did you do before the seas? Um, I was a cook. I worked okay. in restaurants. All right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right on. How did you find out about the seas? Um, I got an AmeriCorps email. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so what are you going to do after? Um, I'm thinking about applying for some winter trails jobs. Right on. And hopefully trying to apply to go back to Kings again next right. summer. Cool. Yeah. You like Kings? Yeah, I really love Kings. Where'd you guys go? Um, <clears throat> well, we were at Lewis Creek and we kind of were around that whole area, Road's End, doing a lot of maintenance runs. And initially we were going to go up Bubs Creek to Sphinx. Uh -huh. But since it was a high water year, we couldn't really get the stock to cross over the, the river. It was flooded. Mm -hmm. So we had to spike at Lower Tent, and then we went to Frypan Meadow, and we worked up towards Kennedy Pass. And then by August, we got to um, Bench Lake. And we were working up towards Pincho Pass cool. on the PCT-JMT. That's nice. Nice country up there. Yeah, really nice. Um, yeah. Did you do any peaks? Yeah. We, um, well, we climbed uh, Lookout Peak on Don Cecil. And then we did Split Peak as a crew. And Kennedy Mountain. Um, I think that was cool. about it. Yeah. Right was some, some other people did other peaks too yeah. on other weekends. Did you have any surprises this summer? Did anything happen that you, took you by surprise? Um, surprises were um, some people that left the crew because of injury mm. and they were gone for a few weeks, but then they came back, which That's was good. a huge surprise. They don't always come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did the whole hike in over to Boos and uh, just like the... We always had to be like no expectations on what was going to happen next because mm -hmm. the high water was like totally throwing everything off. Like yeah. all plans were just like totally fluid the whole season. Mm -hmm. We never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah. So it wasn't really a surprise. It just had to be like prepared for whatever was going to happen. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Well, glad you had a great summer. Yeah. And uh, you're looking forward to doing more trails? Yeah, I'm looking forward to just being in just the backcountry, being in the, in the high Sierras or something. I, I really, I never really experienced that uh -huh. before in my life and I feel like it's something I want to keep experiencing. Welcome forever. to the club. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. What's your name? Jessica. Jessica, and you're on Kings Canyon crew. Yes. Um, how'd you find out about the program? I had a crew leader at my center from Ukiah. Okay. That went last year mm -hmm. um, and told me all about it. All right. He came back. Yeah. Um, 
Did, was it something you had to think about, or is it something that once you heard you once you heard about the program, you think, oh man, I got to do that? Yeah, immediately. Like, yeah. Um, I think it was my center director towards when I first joined uh, the CCC. Mm-hmm. He gave a little speech. He's like, oh, the applications for backcountry are starting. And at first, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. I was tired. I wanted to go home. Yeah. But then he said, you'll be healthy. You're going to work hard. You're going to drink it from the creeks. Um, you're going to feel really good. They're going to feed you really well. And it's for six months. And as soon as I heard that, I don't know, I just like wanted to do that because I wanted to be out here. Did they live up to that hard sell? Yeah, definitely. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Uh, what was your biggest challenge in the summer? challenge um probably getting over like my insecurities mm-hmm. personal insecurities yeah um and just like opening up to the people i was living, living with it's a different environment back there yeah yeah right on it's, it's a lot better you overcome yeah good oh yeah right on i feel a lot more confident awesome yeah um you probably had you haven't talked to some people you had some ideas about what it was going to be like what was your biggest surprise my biggest surprise was Probably the amount that I would be hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like they, they had said, oh, you're going to be hiking this many miles at this pace with this much weight on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but a part of me was thinking, okay, well, they can't make us suffer that much. Right? <laughs> but you can only like push a human so far, uh-huh. but it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. That was, yeah. Right on. But you did it. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so what are you going to do after? Where are you headed now? Um, looking for some kind of Sawyer job, anything to do with chainsaws. Right on. Yeah. You have a lot of saw experience? Yes. You run them a lot at Ukiah? Yes, I'm a Sawyer specialist. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I love fixing them, I love using them. I love being around trees, like anything to do with that, like anything to do with wood, honestly. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, congratulations on your season, glad to see you here. Um, Best parts yet to come tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So thanks a lot for talking to me. Thank you so much. Pleasure meeting you. What's your name? My name's Kibble. Kibble? Yeah. And Kibble what? It's Kibble Eisen. Kibble, okay. And uh, what crew are you on? Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. All right. Um, um, what did you do before you joined? Before I, j- I was in the Caesar originally. So okay. I was just Stockton. At Stockton? Yeah. Uh, who was your C1 there? Aaron Behan. Okay. Um, what kind of projects did you do there? We did Caltrans, fuel reduction, uh, mostly Caltrans and fuel yeah. reduction. Where's the center at right now? And I was still, it's in Stockton, it's on Wilson Way. Okay. Or, not, not Wilson Way, um, Hammer. Hammer Lane? I don't remember. Okay. It's been too long. <laughs> are, are you from the Stockton area or did you go there? No, I'm from, I'm from Stockton. Okay. Um, so what made you want to do the backcountry? Uh, at first, I didn't want to do that. I thought it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Then, someone from last year went to Shasta Tea, and she came back and told us all about the experiences, and I was like, oh, that would be pretty sick to do. Yeah. And so, like, I was talking to my uh, C1 about it, and it was like, I'd be good out here, and so, applied. Right on. Tulsa. And you made it. I did. Right on. So, how was your season? It was pretty great. It right on. Amazing. Um... What was the most challenging thing in the summer? Probably being around the same people for a very long period of time. Uh-huh. Like, that was 
was from the hardest. Uh-huh. How did you how did you work through that? How did you do that? Stay gonna stay calm, you know, just talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, really try not to be rowdy. Yeah. I try to be like calm just chill. Right on. Uh well is what was the biggest work project you did? The biggest work project was our last project. We did a 40, we put in 49 steps, including rip wrap, two drain pans, wow. and two walls. Uh, only had a month to do it. It was pretty, it was hard. Yeah? Yeah. How's your, how's your rock work? Come on, amazing. Right on. Right on. Something to be proud of, huh? Yeah. No, that stuff is going to still be there 50 years from now. Right on. Um, uh, what was the you probably had a lot of ideas when you went back. I know you had already talked to another corner. What was the biggest surprise that you had from the season? Biggest surprise? Yeah. How open our community was. It was it was very open and accepting. Uh, I see one was very easy to talk to, and I was just, like, wasn't expecting that. I didn't expect all the care that LB put into us. Yeah. It was that was the best surprise. Right on. Yeah, LB's top notch. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway from the season? Have you had time to process that yet? <laughs> the biggest takeaway? Yeah. But something that you're going to take back to your... Are you going to go back to Stockton? I am. Okay. So what's the biggest message you're going to have for other corner members when you get back there? You get through anything if you have the right support. That's that's what I got from the season. Right on. Probably wouldn't have made it without my crew. Right on. So you're going to go back to Stockton. Any plans for after that? I'm hoping to get accepted to Australia. Right on. Right on. I don't know. I don't know if I got accepted yet. So I'm hoping for that. Well, good luck, and we're hoping we'll hope the best for you. Thank you. Well, thanks for chatting. With you. Shaley. Yes. And you're on the Kings Canyon crew. Yes. Okay. Uh, how'd you find out about the program? I got an email through the AmeriCorps system, but okay. I hadn't been in anything with AmeriCorps until this. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Amarillo. Well, Amarillo, Texas. I lived in Austin, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you first found out about it, did you have to think about it, or was it something you jumped at right away? Oh, it was definitely something that I was just definitely, I wanted to do it so yeah. badly. What interested you? What attracted you to the program? I think, firstly, it was the idea of just being out out in the wilderness for so long mm-hmm. um, without a break of anything, you know, no tech, mm-hmm. nothing but those people that you were going to be with. Um, and then once I got accepted, started thinking about it and all that, I started realizing, like, it was definitely the draw of that sort of program that would uh, just, like, push you to be the best you in the hardest of times. Mm-hmm. So. Right on. Um, what was the transition like coming out here from Texas? I mean, Relatively easy. Okay. Um, when we first got here, it was hot. It was so hot in Kings, but I'm from a part of Texas where that's completely normal, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can deal with this climate. Yeah. I think it it got really bad whenever um, this month, whenever the, the cold started settling oh, yeah. in, uh-huh. and it was like the rain was turning to hail, and then we got that snowstorm, yeah. and I was just like, ah, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. What was your biggest challenge from the summer? Mm, biggest challenge. My biggest challenge was uh, having emotions that I couldn't distract myself from. Okay. So learning to 
have an emotion, process that emotion, recognize that process, and then be able to like articulate what's going on inside my brain um, in a positive way rather than just like reacting and not having any words for it, that sort of thing. Wow, that sounds like a, yeah. a big challenge. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you overcame it. You learned how to deal with that. I, I definitely learned strategies. I'm still working on it, though. Okay. You know, it's it's one of those things where... Um, Did you learn any strategies you want to share? Um, yeah, just if you are suddenly, like, if people are telling you you're acting a certain way, like, learning not to be defensive... Um, so just kind of like taking it and then reflecting mm-hmm. on feedback that you're given from an outside perspective, like okay. being able to, even if you get angry at that outside perspective at first, mm-hmm. uh, allowing yourself the time and the energy to think about why that person said that to you mm-hmm. and then think about maybe your actions or your words or your tone and then try to figure out why you reacted in that situation the way that you were. Sounds like a lot of personal growth there. Yeah. That sounds like a uh, pretty deep stuff. There. It was a lot. <laughs> um, when you came out here, you probably had some ideas or images of what a summer in the mountains was going to be like. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise. <laughs> I think my biggest surprise is how normal it became. Okay. Um, there wasn't like, there was a novelty of. of being somewhere and like having a rough moment and then you look up mm-hmm. and you're like oh this is this is where I work yeah. um, but there was never like it just eventually it became normal like your body gets used to it you become confident in yourself and your abilities and what's around you mm-hmm. um, but you also are constantly given reminders that like you're not a part of this you weren't born into this um, it's harsh Mm-hmm. It can hurt you. It can hurt the people that you love. Mm-hmm. So you have to constantly be vigilant. Yeah. Um, and I think that was surprising that it did. It, it just never became like so. Yeah. It, it became normal, but in a sense of like, okay, this is where I live, and these are the things I have to watch out for. Yeah. So, like, uh, unbuckling at a creek crossing uh-huh. became the equivalent to looking left, looking right, looking left whenever you're crossing a street. Yeah. So. Right on. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from the season? Biggest takeaway. Um, uh, everything has a perspective that is probably different than your own. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I, at the beginning, I usually ask, what, 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 are you, what were you doing before you came here? I worked with dogs for three years. Okay. Yeah, so I worked in a grooming, daycare, and boarding facility and training facility for dogs. Okay. Um, so every single day for three years, I just got to go in and, like, love on dogs and be wild with dogs. All right. And, yeah. that, was, that was a cool job. It was so fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. LB brought Tiger Dog, and it's just I, we went, and my crew was doing laundry, and then I just, like, saw a dog wash station, and I was like... Can I please give Tiger a bath? Because it, it's it's like a therapeutic thing for me now, so I can just like zone out, tune into Tiger. Uh, it was so funny. Right on. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add about your season? Um, everything is strawberries, which is essentially just no matter how big something gets inter or intrapersonally, 
um, take a break and eat some strawberries. <laughs> It'll probably be okay. Right on. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me. You're and uh, congratulations. Okay, what's your name? I'm Steven. Steven? Locos. Locos. What career are you on? Uh, Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. All right. Um, what did you do before the seas? Uh, I was at a core in Arizona. Uh, it's called ACE, the American Conservation Experience. Okay. So I was there for about six months before here. What did you do there? Um, mostly trail work. A uh, bit of chainsawing as well. Uh, but that's what got me into this type of uh, experience. That's what piqued my interest. All right. Uh, how'd you find out about this program? Uh, through an email, uh, because the other program I was in was also AmeriCorps. Mm -hmm. uh, so based on my interest or whatever, I'd gotten an email about this program mm -hmm. and figured I'd give it a shot. Right on. Well, glad you made it. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, how was your summer? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was a hard summer, uh -huh. um, physically, mentally, emotionally. But uh, What was the most challenging? Most challenging? Hmm... I think it would just be the the length of it, how yeah. long you have to invest um, to uh, in just trying to bring it every day for over five months. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that was the most challenging part, just how, how often you had to keep coming back to the table and bring yeah. your game. But uh, worth it. Right on. Well, um, when you joined you had certain ideas probably about what it was going to be like mm -hmm. what was the biggest surprise that you had uh how much um time and effort was put into creating a good community All right. um i came into it definitely more excited about being in the wilderness and working trails um but I, so i was surprised at how much uh investment uh was involved in the community um, right. but that was a, a great aspect of it, one that really opened up my eyes, just like different ways of interacting with people, living with people, and that was awesome. Right on. What's your biggest takeaway from the season? Have you had time to process that yet? Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm just going to say, like, you know, you can kind of do anything. Like, yeah. you can do a lot more than your mind initially tells you. Um, and uh, physically, uh, that is definitely apparent, but even mentally, like, I can remember halfway through the season just being like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Like, yeah. this, is, this is draining, uh, but here I am, so it's just, like, proof of... Um, you know, lots of times it's called, a, you hit a wall sometime during the season. Mm -hmm. Did you hit a wall? I did hit a wall. Yeah. I do believe it was uh, July. We were in, like, our third straight week of brushing, and... Uh, I was just like, I didn't come here to brush. You know, I was like feeling a little unchallenged. I wanted to move on to some rock work. Um, and it was just like hot days. And yeah, I was like really just like questioning like, oh man, like, can I do this? Can I keep going? And uh, But it was really, that point in the season was awesome because that's when I would come back to camp and it was like being with the community that really brought my spirits back up every day. And helped me get through it, you know, right and on. definitely made it seem worth it. Like, right I'd come back to camp every day and be like, of course, like, of course this is why I'm here, you know, not leaving. Right on. Um, so what are you going to be doing after? Uh, taking a little bit of a break, but I want to get my Wilderness EMT. Um, maybe stay in trails for a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. but I think I have my eyes set on either uh, becoming a backpacking guide or a backcountry ranger. Um, I just definitely want right. to keep living out in places like this. Right on. Well, I uh, wish you luck, and uh, congratulations you. on a great season. And that wraps up our talks with the Kings Canyon crew members. Next week, we'll be hearing from the Klamath crew. I would like to dedicate this podcast to our, the sponsor organizations that work with the Backcountry Trail crews. They include Yosemite and Kings Canyon National Parks, Big Basin State Park, 
Stanislaw National Forest, Desolation Wilderness, Shasta Trinity National Forest, and the Klamath National Forest. These are the organizations that provide uh, the technical advice and uh, supervision for our trail crews. And as it turns out, a lot of the employees with those other organizations are former backcountry corps members themselves. They did a season with the Backcountry Trails program, and they were able to, to find jobs at the end of the season. And so some of them have been doing it season after season. We appreciate all the help and guidance that they give us, passing on knowledge the old-fashioned way, face-to-face and elbow-to-elbow. We couldn't do it without them. Music for this podcast is a tune called Boogie Number 1 by the Tall Pines. Tall Pines.